Hello everyone and welcome to episode 103 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode we're going to talk about a few different British Christmas traditions. So Christmas can look quite similar in a lot of countries where they celebrate Christmas, Uh, but there are a few little things that we do in the UK that maybe some of you might not know about or might just be interested to hear about. So today we're going to talk about a few of the traditions that we have here in the UK for Christmas time. So let's jump straight into it. So the first little tradition that I want to talk about today is something called the pantomime. Now the pantomime is something very well known uh, in the UK, but I find that a lot of people outside of the UK don't often know what a pantomime is. Um, Basically, a pantomime is a type of musical comedy show, right? It's like musical theatre, but with comedy um, as well. And they are specifically performed during this kind of Christmas period. So you won't see pantomimes in the summer uh, or in the spring and things like that. They happen just around Christmas time. Um, They're usually based on like popular children's stories, things like Snow White or or something like that, Cinderella, Um, you know, popular kind of kids' tales, big Disney films and stuff like that, um, and they're they're aimed at like a family crowd, right? It's it's mostly for children, but then they also have those kind of. Uh, jokes with double meanings and things like that, like little jokes for the adults that the kids wouldn't get, kind of like you have in Disney movies, right? You have, you know, most of it is aimed towards the kids, but every now and then there'll be a little joke that's funny for the kids, but if you're an adult, you also, you understand it in a slightly different way. It's like it's still a little bit entertaining. Uh, And so pantomimes are like that. They're mostly for the children, but there's there's always a few silly little things thrown in there for the adults. Um, you know, and then there's there's elements of, you know, maybe they'll make jokes about sort of current situations and things like that. But again, it's mostly focused on on the kids and this kind of this kind of story. Um it's it's very silly. Um it's it's not meant to be like a serious piece of, of art. There's lots of kind of silly moments. The uh, the costumes and the makeup and like the visual elements are very exaggerated. Often you'll have, um, if there are female characters, you'll often have men in drag, like men dressed up as women. Um, lots of like over-exaggerated makeup and things like that that will be playing these like female characters and things like that. Uh, and then there's a couple of little... Um, sort of little, I guess, little mini traditions within the world of pantomime. So, uh, like I mentioned, they're often, you know, these sort of popular kid stories. So you have, you know, a, a main character, the good guy, and a, and a, a bad person, right? The the, the uh, antagonist would be the official word. You have the protagonist, the antagonist, the good person, and the bad person. And what will always happen during a pantomime, at least at one time, is you'll have the good person, like the, the protagonist, on stage, and they'll be talking to the audience. There's lots of audience participation in this as well. So they'll talk to you, um, they'll ask you questions, they'll ask you to, to shout stuff and cheer stuff and things. And at some point, you'll have the good person out on stage, and the bad guy will be kind of 
sneaking onto the stage, right? You'll see him or her coming onto the stage, like sneaking on behind. Um, and at that point, the whole crowd goes, he's behind you in this like really loud, obvious shout. And then obviously the person on stage turns around, the bad guy runs away, he doesn't see them. And he's standing there sort of scratching his head going, what are you talking about? He turns back around, starts talking to you. And then the bad guy comes back out, he's behind you. Anyway, there's lots of these kind of little things. Um, Yeah, lots of, like I say, little silly moments of like audience participation and things. Uh, But it's supposed to be silly. It's purposely silly. uh, And so it can be quite enjoyable from that side of that kind of uh, um, standpoint, let's say. But uh, yeah, family entertainment usually aimed more at the kids. So if you're, you know, uh, an adult family with no young children, chances are you're maybe not going to go to the pantomime. Uh, however, I've been a lot of times because my family, we have a lot of younger children and uh, it became a bit of a tradition for us to all go as a family, um, you know, with uncles, aunties, cousins, you know, big family outing. So anyway, the pantomime is one thing that you will see in the UK during Christmas time. Another little tradition that we have is Christmas caroling. Uh, So a Christmas carol is simply just a a Christmas song, right? It's usually a a Christian festive song celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ or something like that, but some of them are just more to do with the Christmas period in general. Um, And whilst, of course, the, the songs have their root in in religion you don't need to be a religious person to kind of um enjoy them or, or use them and uh, these are the kind of things that, okay, not everyone goes around singing Christmas carols, but it is very common. Um, often you will have uh, groups of people in like, if you, you know, if you, especially if you live in like a small town or a slightly smaller town, you have like groups of singers that will go around and they'll go street to street and people, they'll sort of knock on your door and then they'll sing to you and then they'll go off and, and do it to someone else. And um, sometimes, you know, they, they might do it to, to raise money for charity or something like that maybe you can give them a little bit of money to towards charity but um usually it's kind of just just to to spread the festive cheer right to get everyone in the mood for christmas and just uh make everyone happy um it is something as well that uh sometimes younger children will do um and um yeah similar kind of thing maybe like children you'll go around like with their families and they'll go and um go and sing to people um I think that maybe this is slightly less popular now. I mean, like I say, it was never something that like everyone did, but it is common um, if someone said to me that they had someone knock on their door and sing Christmas carols yesterday. That wouldn't be surprising or weird to me. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's another thing that British people do sometimes as we go to other people's houses, people who we don't know, we knock on their door and we sing Christmas songs to them just because. And uh, yeah, so that's the second tradition for today. So the third tradition is something that's called Christmas crackers. Uh, So Christmas crackers are... It's, well, basically, you can sort of imagine like a a cardboard tube, right? And so you've got this sort of uh, thin cardboard tube or paper tube, um, and it has basically like a a section in the middle, and then it's got two handles on each end. So um, I'm probably not doing a great job of explaining this, so you can Google Christmas cracker if you don't end up understanding what I mean. But you've got like a sort of little tube in the middle, and that's, you know, closed off, and then there's a handle on each side. And so one person person grabs one end of this cracker, another person grabs the other end of the cracker, and you 
pull, right? So one person pulls in one direction, one person pulls in the other, and that breaks open the cracker. And then in the middle of the cracker, in the middle part that was sealed off, there will usually be um, a little a little paper hat, a little bit. Well, it looks more like a like a crown, right? A little paper crown. Um, uh, there'll be like a, a little toy or something like that, um, little, a, a very small toy or gift of some kind, uh, and then often there will be a little bit of paper that will also have some jokes on it, like Christmas jokes, um, and these are terrible jokes <laughs> to, to be clear and these are again purposely bad they're the kind of things that we would call dad jokes right they're kind of things that only your dad laughs at um, and yeah it's um, Christmas crackers were actually invented by a, a baker from London called Tom Smith in the year 1847 just in case anyone was wondering but this is something that we have um, usually at meal time so when you sit down for Christmas dinner obviously you'll sit at the table you'll have your plate and your um, you know, knife and fork and all that stuff. And then in front of your plate, there'll be a Christmas cracker and everyone will have one. So you'll grab your cracker with one hand. And then what you do is you, you cross your arms over. So your right arm goes over to the left, your left arm goes over to the right. That way you end up being able to link with everyone around the table. So everyone's got their hand or both of their hands on a cracker. You count, everyone pulls and then, you know, whoever wins, wins. But usually you just end up sharing out all of the little Christmas hats and everyone tells all the jokes and all that kind of stuff anyway. Um, when I talk about a little present or a little gift falling out or a little toy, we're talking really, really small, really cheap, usually useless. Um, yeah, it's it's it was very uncommon for anyone to keep anything that they really get in a cracker unless you buy very fancy, expensive Christmas crackers, which you can do now, which yeah, maybe come with something a little bit more fancy inside it. But anyway, that is the third tradition for, for today. That is uh, Christmas crackers, which some of you might not have heard about. Uh, the fourth tradition for today is watching TV. So this might sound like a weird one for you because you might think, well, people watch TV every day. What's different about that on, uh, on Christmas? Well, uh, I don't know how often this happens in other countries, but in the UK, um, Christmas is the catalyst let's say for all like Christmas specials within uh, within a series or within a type of TV show so um, any TV show that's you know relatively popular and especially the ones that are very popular will usually try and do you know a Christmas based episode but the very big TV shows the most popular will have like a Christmas special that is shown on Christmas Day, um, and it might seem weird to some people the idea that lots of people want to sit and watch television on Christmas Day, but usually, you know, historically the viewing figures have been huge. Um, some of the uh, some of the Christmas specials that have been shown on Christmas Day have been some of the most watched programs in, in UK history. Um, so, yeah, it won't always be the same TV show. Of course, everyone has their own preferences and things like that. But a lot of people do sit down to watch TV um, for that reason. And if it's not for that reason, then it might be for another reason. Because the other thing that people watch 
on TV on Christmas Day is the message from the Queen. Uh, well, at the moment from the Queen, from the from the head of state in general. So on Christmas Day, there is usually broadcast, there's always broadcast a, um, a message from Queen Elizabeth II. Um, this actually started when she became monarch in 1952. Initially, it was just a radio broadcast, but then as TVs developed, they, they started to do it on, uh, on TV. It's shown on the two main TV channels in the UK. It's shown on BBC One and ITV, uh, and it's shown at 3pm and usually lasts for around 10 minutes. Um, and even though it's shown on Christmas Day, it is not recorded on Christmas Day. It's usually recorded uh, up to two weeks before, and then they'll just play it on Christmas Day. I think there are some people that think that it's like live or it's, you know, uh, like it's happening in that moment, but it's not. It's a, a recorded message. Uh, and so the final little tradition that we're going to talk about today is actually not directly to do with Christmas Day itself, but the day after, which is a day that we call Boxing Day. Um, now, I will do a separate episode on Boxing Day and what it is and where it came from, because I know for some people that is quite a weird concept as well. We have this other day, the day after Christmas on the 26th of December, uh, but in the UK it's another public holiday and it's known as Boxing Day, um, and for most people it's kind of like a, a more relaxed version of Christmas, right? Um, and again, this is going to look very different for each family, but often what happens is that on Christmas Day you can't see everyone right there's always going to be some parts of your family that you that you you can't see because you know people have to go one place or another um you know as people get older you, you start to choose which side of the family you want to see and all this kind of stuff and anyway there's lots of reasons why but you can't see everyone on Christmas Day for most people and so Boxing Day is, is often where you see the rest of the family right um, for example in, in, in my house where I grew up and uh, it's with my mum uh, and with her husband so uh, my stepdad he also has two children uh, sorry three children whoops he also has three children um, but they usually spend Christmas Day with their mum. So I don't see them, my stepsisters, I don't see them on Christmas Day, but usually they'll come round on Boxing Day, so I see them on Boxing Day. And so, you know, that's a simple example, but um, often it's a, it's a time where um, people can, yeah, see the rest of their family. Uh, it's also a good excuse to try and get through all of the leftovers from the massive amount of food that you made the day before. So, of course, we have our big Christmas dinner on Christmas day and there'll often be lots of meat and veg and, and all kinds of stuff left over so um, there are all kinds of different variations uh, of um, kind of ways that you can reuse uh, some of those some of those bits of leftover food uh, and also it's you know you can try and uh, use some of the new things that you've got for Christmas maybe you've got new games or toys or whatever you can uh, try and play around with those a lot of people will try and look at the the sales that happen because usually on Boxing Day there's lots of sales online and things like that and then yeah just generally have a bit more of a chilled out day but Boxing Day, although not as big as Christmas Day, obviously, is still an important part of the Christmas period for people in the UK. So I thought I would include that one for today. So that is all of the traditions that I wanted to talk about in today's episode. But hopefully you've uh, learned a couple of new things or maybe found out about some things that you didn't know about before. So, um, yeah, as always, it'd be great to hear from you guys. If you've learned something new and if you've enjoyed this episode, then feel free to get in contact with me. Obviously, it would be great to see you in 
in our private learners group, which is a place where you can connect with other people who are also listening to this episode and who are also listening, uh, sorry, also learning English just like you. Uh, it's a free group where you can come in and join and chat with with other people just like you. Uh, and I'm also in there as well. So if you've got suggestions for the podcast, then feel free to join and let me know in there. But you can also contact me on Instagram at Unlocking British English, or you can email me Unlocking British English at gmail.com uh, and yeah it'll be great to hear about some of the traditions that you have in your country uh, around Christmas time if you indeed celebrate Christmas um, in, in your country so yeah uh, it'd be lovely to hear from you guys so yeah please feel free to get in touch so that's all for today thank you very much for listening I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one